Late last month, Republican lawmakers in Georgia passed a new voting law, which they said was meant to improve election integrity. But critics have been arguing that the law would suppress voting. And last week, a group of Black executives wrote an open letter condemning the law. They said it would make it harder for Black and brown people to vote. After the letter came out, some pretty big companies like Coca-Cola and Delta stepped into the fight, making a similar case. Our colleague Cam McWhorter has been covering the new law and says the fight is fraying a long-standing relationship. The recent voting law that was just passed in Georgia has sparked a political explosion here that has really created a rift between the Republican Party and one of its closest and longtime allies, the business community. They are now at war with each other. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, April 5th. Coming up on the show, the business community pushes back on Georgia's new voting law. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. The story of the Georgia voting bill begins with the presidential election last year, when President Donald Trump lost the state by about 12,000 votes. Trump was the first Republican presidential candidate to lose in the state of Georgia since 1992. So that was extraordinary. And as everyone, I'm sure, remembers, he refused to accept that defeat and challenged it and claimed there was voter fraud. Georgia officials took major steps to check all the results of the vote. They did a full recount, hand recount of every vote that was cast. They went through five million of them and they recounted. Then they went and did a machine recount of all of it, all five million. They brought in investigators to do a forensic exam of like a bunch of mail-in votes and they found no problem. There were lots of allegations that there was fraud, but none has been found. But Trump continued to say that the election was stolen and many Georgia voters believed him. Cam says that Republican lawmakers felt they had to respond to these concerns. And so they started drafting bills. Republican legislators felt they had to do something regarding voter integrity because they argued that the public had lost trust in how elections work. So when Republicans started working on these bills a few weeks ago, what did they look like? What were some of the provisions? So, for example, we have no excuse absentee voting here. You can just request an absentee ballot, whatever your reason is. You don't have to give a reason. So that was questioned. There was going to be restrictions on Sunday voting when a lot of African-American churches would have drives for people to go vote. So that was another measure they were considering. I mean, there were all kinds of things that were being thrown out, a lot of them being openly attacked by Democrats and others as being repressive, as being a way to reduce the Democratic turnout. Republicans backed down on some of the more extreme provisions and in late March passed a revised version of the law. 
I've had a lot of conversations with the Republican leadership in the state, various people involved, and they were trying to thread a really awkward needle between, on the one hand, satisfying their base without doing anything too drastic, you know, with legislation, and not infuriating the Democrats. Can you walk us through quickly what is in the final bill? Uh, we don't have time. <laughs> it, is, it is almost 100 pages of stuff. Here's a quick rundown. The 98-page bill made a number of changes to Georgia's voting procedures. While it expanded the number of early voting days, it also increased restrictions. For instance, the bill requires anyone who wants to vote by mail to provide ID and proof of address, and it limits the number of places where people can drop off their ballots. It also makes it a misdemeanor for anyone who isn't working at the election site to give food or water to voters. It's important to note that the legislation passed very quickly. It was sort of slowly creeping along, and then boom, they passed it, and the governor signed it within the hour, I think, of it passing the legislature. So they really jammed it through, and we're sort of hoping it was going to, you know, people would clap, and then they could move on. But people didn't just clap and move on. In fact, opposition was about to get very loud. And it wasn't just voting rights activists who were up in arms. What were the first signs that the business community was pushing back on the law? It really began with this letter from Black business leaders calling for the business community to step in and really start condemning this law and others that they found similar around the country. And they were calling on the business communities particularly to take action. The letter, signed by 72 Black executives, was published last Wednesday as an ad in the New York Times. They called on businesses to put pressure on the state of Georgia, saying that the bill will, quote, make it harder for Black voters in particular to exercise their right to vote. One of the people who signed the letter was former CEO of American Express, Ken Chenault, who talked about it on CNBC. Corporations have to stand up. There is no middle ground. And so what I think is very important here is that we are asking corporations, and this is a call for action. Almost immediately after the letter was published, two of the biggest businesses in Georgia started speaking out against the law. The CEO of Delta Airlines sent a memo to employees saying, quote, the entire rationale for this bill was based on a lie. And the CEO of Coca-Cola also criticized the law on CNBC. Let me be crystal clear and unequivocal. Uh, This legislation is unacceptable. Uh, It is a step backwards, uh, and it does not uh, promote uh, principles we have stood for in Georgia. Uh, And when Delta and Coca-Cola do something in Georgia, it's a big deal. How important is Coca-Cola to Georgia? I guess you've never been to Georgia, but (laughs) Coca-Cola is uh, is Georgia. I mean, you do not drink Pepsi around here. I mean, I think they sell it (laughs) some places, but you just don't. And Coca-Cola is, if you go to the state legislature, Coca-Cola products are given out by all the legislators. So Coca-Cola and Delta, those two companies are as Georgia as you get. And you could argue pretty effectively that those two corporations really made Atlanta what it is today. So for them to come out and condemn the legislation has really put the Republicans on the defensive. If you talk to the Republican leadership in the state of Georgia, they say we were having conversations with major businesses explaining to them what we were doing the whole time. You know, we're spelling out these laws and we didn't get any blowback. 
Why weren't companies speaking out more publicly before the law was passed? Why wait until after the law passed? <laughs> because businesses don't like talking at all about this sort of thing. They don't want to make a political stance on anything because it's bad for business. They have really tried to stay out of it. After the bill was passed, after pressure came from not only this ad that we talked about, where black executives made their voices heard, but there's been a lot of pressure from employees, you know, employees at Delta, employees at Coca-Cola who are saying, wait a minute, we need to stand up and make a statement as a company about this legislation and about what we want Georgia to look like in the future. After the break, Georgia Republicans respond. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the Global X Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing carefully, consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Company. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. After the letter came out from the 72 black executives, more business leaders started piling on including executives from Microsoft and Google. This added up to a lot of statements, but thus far, none of the companies had taken direct action. But then... Suddenly, Major League Baseball drops that they're yanking the All-Star game from Atlanta, where it was going to be played at the Braves stadium. On Friday, Major League Baseball's commissioner said the league was pulling the All-Star game from Georgia to, quote, demonstrate our values as a sport. And that really set all the politicians off. Everybody was commenting, screaming, ranting about it on all sides. The Republicans were saying, oh, Major League Baseball is caving to cancel culture. That's their big mantra, and they keep repeating that. The governor said, I'm not going to back down. We will not be intimidated, and we will also not be silenced. Major League Baseball, Coca-Cola... And Delta may be scared of Stacey Abrams, Joe Biden, and the left, but I am not, and we are not. Kemp said that critics were misinterpreting the law, which is officially known as SB 202. For them, it's not about the truth. It's not about the facts. Because here's the truth. SB 202 expands access to voting, secures ballot drop boxes around the clock, in every county, expands weekends voting, protects no-excuse absentee voting, and levels the playing field on voter ID requirements. 
Cam says that the way Georgia Republicans have been defending the bill suggests that even with mounting pressure, they're unlikely to change their position. Do you think they're going to do anything about it? Do you think there's a chance that this law could be repealed or modified? No way. No way. They've dug their heels in. There's no way they're going to do that for a bunch of reasons. But one of them is November 2022 when the governor is up for re-election and so are one of the Senate seats. The political atmosphere here is that the Republicans know they're up against it. They know that this is a make-or-break election cycle for them. If they bend at all, it's going to be perceived as they're selling out. So they will not do that. There are similar bills that are being proposed in other states like Arizona and Texas. Do you think that the way the business community has responded in Georgia will have an impact on those other state laws? Yes. In recent years, we've seen this over and over again, but the business community can't sit on the sidelines like they like to do. They can't be the, well, you know, we like Republicans and we like Democrats and we're friendly. You know, they can't do that anymore because the political pressure from consumers and the political pressures from their own employees doesn't allow it. So here in, again, you do not have wars between Coca-Cola, which is, it's like a religion here, and the governor of the state of Georgia. That's crazy. So the fact that that is taking place means it can happen anywhere. That's all for today, Monday, April 5th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.